0: Welcome back to The Space In Between. We're at episode 162. I'm your host, Phoebe Leona, and today we're going to have a special guest, Kim Romain, who has actually been hanging out in The Space In Between, (laughs) in this liminal space we hang out in a couple of times just recently, but this is her first formal Space In Between interview, which I'm so excited to have her here and sharing this time and space with all of us. So Kim uh, was one of our one of our leaders in our embodied leadership summit last year, and we featured her interview here on the podcast this fall. and then we had Kim back in December, I believe it was December, where we had a panel of our our retreat leaders that we're co-creating with here at Nomad in twenty twenty four So Kim and I will actually be leading a retreat together in Mexico March 1st through the 6th and we talk a little bit about that today and the experience that we're, we're going to share with some embodied leaders, entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, um, people who are just ready to go back and figure out what their why is and bring it into their world, bring it into their community and truly serve and take flight with their purpose uh, what we talk about in this conversation today is also we get to reclaiming some certain words but also we look at this idea of spiritual bypassing and we share both of our individual perspectives of where we're seeing it in our different worlds and what we're not super happy about and what we want to change and reclaim for ourselves and, and the other leaders that we support. So, and we go in so, so many other directions, but I'd love for you to just to sit back, relax and listen to this conversation. Let it permeate through the ether and see how it's resonating with you. And if you want to dive in deeper with us, I definitely encourage you to come hang out with us in Mexico this March. And while you're listening, if you're resonating with what we're sharing, please feel free to share it with someone who might might love to hear this interview. Go ahead and also review it, like it, subscribe, however you can support. We would be so very grateful for your support and your presence because your presence is truly that ripple effect that will help us get this beautiful word out to the world. So thank you for being here. And now let's go ahead and sit with Kim. My goodness, here we are again, Kim.
1: Hi, Phoebe. (laughs) I love our time together.
0: (laughs) I love our time together too. And this is you, we've done interviews together back and forth, but I think this is your first official Space in Between podcast.
1: I believe that's true.
0: We have featured you here on The Space In Between from the summit, Mm -hmm. but you are here now just hanging out in The Space In Between.
1: (laughs) I seem to be spending a lot of time in The Space In Between these days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? I know. Well, for those who haven't formally met you yet, would you like to give a little bit of who you are in the world and what you're bringing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. I am Kim Romaine. Um, I'm currently residing in Montreal, Canada. Um, I've been here for about two and a half years. Um, My husband's job brought us up here and I have really loved um, being in a, well, not totally different culture, enough of a different culture to be able to experience another part of the world. Mm -hmm. by living there, right? There's something different from when we go visit places to when we actually immerse ourselves in, in community and in the culture. Um, and we're getting ready for another move, um, also in Canada, but we're going to be heading out to Nova Scotia. So that will be a whole new culture that I get to experience. Um, and what I do in the world, um, while I'm playing in Canada and no longer in the United States is, um, I call myself a life and business alchemist. Um, and I know we were talking earlier about the word alchemist, Um, I intentionally chose that word so that people can kind of fill in the blanks, Mad Lib style, um, to really (laughs) decide what it is that I bring to them because I, I bring a lot of skills to the table to holistically support, um, sensitive souls who are utilizing their businesses to create social change in the world. Um, so, um, yeah, that's who I am and what I do and, and where I am. Yeah.
0: I I love that you answered that question of where you are, because I never say where you are, like, where do you live? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we are nomad. Well, uh, we're in the nomad space in between, and you could be somewhere else that you're currently living. But I love what you were speaking about um, when you travel. Versus where you live and experiencing the culture. And I have a feeling we're going to talk a little bit more about traveling today because Uh we will be traveling together soon on a retreat in Mexico. But that's something that I really love to experience, too. When I travel, I try to live there, you know, even if it's just for a week. It's how can I truly live there and be in the culture as much as possible rather than just going off and being in an all-inclusive resort and sort of isolated And I, I'd love for you to just kind of speak to that too. Like, what is it that you look at when you travel? What is it, what are some elements that you're looking for when you're traveling and want to
1: experience? Mm, I love that question. Um, I am the last person to ask like what I thought of with certain tourist attractions, right? Mm. So (laughs) when I went to Paris, I didn't do any tourist attractions. I walked the streets. I was only there for two days. Right Because I just happened to be there. and i I just walked the streets and I was in different neighborhoods and I took things in and and I took the people in. It was the same thing in Italy um i I traveled to three different cities in Italy, and I spent i well, I did see some sites, some, some of the more well-known sites that took up such a small amount of my time and honestly are not the memories that I have. I can remember being in those places, but my memories are of the vibe, of the culture, of the feel, of the energy. Um, I think when I started traveling solo, so I was, I had I had a trial marriage that lasted ten years, and um, in that trial, when that trial marriage ended, um, I started traveling by myself. Um, And it was when I started traveling by myself, and so I was then experiencing things on my terms, is when I really started to understand the the different feelings, the different energetic feelings that exist in different environments. And so that's what I look for. I know it sounds strange. It's like, well, how do you know that? I don't know. I just find a neighborhood and I go and I feel it. It can mm-hmm. be the people, it can be the architecture. It can it can maybe not even be a uh, a neighborhood. It's it's right? Maybe somewhere in nature mm-hmm. that I just go and spend time in. Um and the less time I have to spend in a place, the less I want to see any tourist attractions.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: right? Like I literally have to put down roots somewhere to go see tourist attractions because I just, I, it's not, that's not what drives me. What drives me is that, is the energetic feel of the space that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, well, I will say the two things that I go look for anytime I travel is um, a place to get high tea. I love high tea and everywhere does it differently. And so, um, I will try and find a place where I can, I can do that, Mm. um, and experience whatever local customs they have with that. Um, and the other thing that I, that I love also finding is board game cafes. Um, I love, I love playing games. I love, (laughs) I love games and, um, finding board game cafes and going in and talking to the people that are in there, like you really get to, to know people on a different level. It's just, it's so much fun. Mm. So those are the two things that I'll do.
0: I love that. You know, I love that there's this thread, right? So that you have this comparison of the high teas and the board game shops and like you can compare them to a certain extent, but you're really getting this exp- like this actual experience of being in that culture and how they're, how they're into, you know, t- communicating with each other and their culture and the, and what I always look for is the food. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. that's my number one thing. I don't care about the tourist attractions either so much, but I got to go get some good food, like whether it's tapas or street. I love street food. I think that's yep. one of my favorite things is like finding the, the little, hole in the wall that everybody goes to uh that that's a local that's my my fun my fun fact about traveling
1: yeah a street food scares the hell out of me um (laughs) (laughs) only because i've gotten i've gotten sick a couple of times but um it fascinates me and i think that's why i go the direction of like where's the board game cafe where's the high tea because you get that the flavors you still Mm -hmm. get the look like if it I'm not talking about and I do love going to a good Ritz or going to a good mm-hmm. what like the high-end places those are fun too. Yeah. But I um I do love luxury. And <laughs> um going to the mom and pops, the holes in the wall, the little places that only the locals know about.
0: Yeah.
1: Those are the places where right you you really start to literally get the flavor mm-hmm. of wherever you're visiting. Yeah. Um And I always ask, wherever I'm staying, I ask um, whether it's an Airbnb or or that type of place, um, a a rental, whether it's the owner or if it's the staff, if I'm uh, staying somewhere that's staffed, I always ask the people who live there, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite thing to do here? Yeah. Because that's where, and then they start telling me the tourist things. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean living here what is your favorite thing to do here? And that's that's how I found out about board game cafes.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I think what we're going to ex- create in our space cuz we're we're launching a retreat together, our first mm-hmm. time where you and I are going to meet in person. Hey, <laughs> in Mexico. And we're going to bring in a little bit of the, the culture too, but we're really creating a cocoon, right? We're creating mm-hmm. this cocoon for people to go into for their transformation. And I would love to just hear a little bit more of what you're envisioning for our time. You and I just talked a bit about it, but for people who are listening into our conversation, um, what are what are you envisioning for our time and space together?
1: Mm. What I think I want to take it through this lens that we were just talking about is the flavors of the places that we go, because we, we talked about multiple different places where we could do this. And, um, and honestly, we landed on this place out of, out of one of our favorite, you know, shared favorite words is ease, right? This place Mm -hmm. came with a lot of ease. Yes. Um and And has unfolded and unfurled in this beautiful, symbiotic way. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks volumes to what we're creating there when we go there. We're not taking ourselves wherever we right ten where our feet are on the ground in the world right now. Mm-hmm. We're not taking that North American experience and placing it in the middle of Mexico,
0: right.
1: What we're doing is we're taking this beautiful space that has the waterfalls and the butterflies, right? They've migrated there and they're getting ready to leave Mexico and come back north Mm -hmm. um, to to the northern part of North America. Um, We're going to be there with the hot springs and the earth and the clay and the beautiful culture that's there and the delicious food that's there. Mm -hmm to create that cocooned space where we can experience the elements, right? And that's part of what we've talked about that we're we're using as our guide are the elements, right? The the earth, the water, the, the fire, the air. And we're using the environment that we're in to elevate our senses of the elements. Mm-hmm. and so through that process what I'm really what I'm excited about is allowing people to step in to a space that has been prepared for them where they don't have to think they don't have to worry and they can just focus on what it is that they're wanting to create.
0: Mm-hmm
1: right? What it is they're wanting to move forward in the world. It could be something personal, it could be something in their businesses or in their careers, whatever it is for them. And allowing them to use these elements within this cocoon space to, on our last day as air, where we're going to climb the, to the top of the mountain to see the beautiful butterflies taking flight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love how beautifully when we were talking about kind of creating this experience, that last day is the exhale, Mm -hmm. right? It gives us that place of we're no longer holding anything, right? Mm -hmm. Those things that weigh us down, our thoughts, our behaviors, our our habits, and we get to exhale and we get to metaphorically take flight ourselves Mm -hmm. as we return home to our communities, to our work to our families to our loved ones and create continue to create those ripples yeah. right there's that beautiful um metaphor of right a, a butterfly's wings in one part of the world affects mm-hmm. right, a tsunami in another yeah and that's what we're doing but we're creating these right tsunamis of of beauty and light and transformation
0: yeah, the waves of change. Yeah. 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 When you said that, I feel like the exhale we have, and then it's they're making space for that inhale, and those swells of the ripples that begin when we go home and we we take what we just experienced in that cocoon and ah, uh, yeah, really make that change not just for ourselves. That's why I love this retreat so much. When you and I were sitting down, it was. I've hosted retreats for, you know, over 10 years now. And a lot of them are focused on their transformation, right? Mm -hmm. The participants transformation. And we're doing that too. But what you said to me when we sat down was it's really important that we also are bringing it back home, not only for our lives to change, but for to be in service for others. And that really lit me up because that is what we're doing, right? And it happened organically with all the other retreats that I hosted. But it's really that intention of, I'm not and I think this is what's going to really be helpful is we have a day where we're looking at the limiting beliefs. And sometimes when we look at this is bigger than myself. This Mm -hmm. isn't just me getting out of my own way. But it's so I can get what I want, right? It's really about, let me get these limiting beliefs out. Let me clean my home so that my guests can come in and feel good, feel warm, and they can be a part of this change too, right? And, and really be that ripple effect and help them transform their lives as well. Yeah. So yes, I am very excited about that. And something else that, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier when, before we press record was this whole idea of spirituality. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're you're this business alchemist mm-hmm. and you even said earlier, like you could put in a different word if that doesn't resonate with you and how you were even resistant to use anything that had to do with spirituality and the path that you're taking. I would love to just explore that a little bit because I have similar but different because I come from a spiritual background being a yoga teacher. Yep. But I also kind of feel like there's a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> when I talk about spirituality sometimes because of what's been running, running rampant recently, uh, the spiritual bypassing. So I'd love to hear your side of that and your perspective and kind of riff together about that.
1: Absolutely. So I, um, when I was first trying to describe what I do, right? People yeah. want to know what your title is and what, and what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time, and it, by the way, one of my least favorite questions ever from a young age, and I would get really mad at people when they would ask our daughter, and I still do. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> it's not all about what we do, and you say, "What do you want to be?" But you're not actually talking about being this; you're talking about doing this. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm done. So I'm off my stop. That's okay. so first, I hate
0: happy. the question, "Where are you from?" So, oh well,
1: sure. So, right, <laughs> exactly. Whereas then I started the conversation about where I'm living. Yeah. Um, but the um so one of the terms that I played with early on was spiritual business coach mm-hmm. or a bit right, a, somehow leading people to understand that absolutely I have the strategy of the like I'm I'm a former practicing attorney, I'm a former nonprofit executive right i i've i've been there i've been in the trenches i i know how to do the things and how to st- strategize and make things better and um make a lot of money um like i know how to do that i know how to do the people side of business and there's an element of that that when we only focus on i'm going to use the term the masculine side of business, right? Where we're only focusing on the doing. We lose the humanity in business. Mm -hmm. And so the best way that I could think of to describe, because Heart Center didn't really fully land with me. Like, yeah, but it's not like that just feels a little wishy-washy. Spiritual has a little bit more teeth to it, maybe. But I went through that phase of like, well, am I a spiritual business coach? Am I, am I doing the left and the right brain, the feminine, the masculine, and marrying it all together, blah, blah, blah. And like, but people are expecting something very concrete. Like they, they know what they want when they they think they know what they want when they say they want a business <laughs> coach. And then you tack on the spiritual part of it, what I was finding is people were looking to me to assist them in spiritually bypassing, Mm -hmm. doing the work. And that's the opposite of what you're going to get with me. Like What you get with me is, is somebody who is going to go into the chrysalis with you. Will you melt down into a puddle of muck?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and help you find every little piece of DNA to rebuild yourself into that beautiful butterfly so you can come out of the chrysalis and do the epic shit you're meant to do in the world. Yeah. Right? I just I really struggle with how much on both sides, the sense of what a business coach is and what they're there to help you do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what... Spiritual coaches, consultants, anybody in the spiritual world is there to do because I feel like both of them people are expecting shortcuts, this bypassing Mm -hmm. that doesn't allow for true transformation. And what I know we've talked a lot about is therefore doesn't actually allow them to usher in any new paradigms. They're just kind of returning to old paradigms with a different set of glasses on. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't help anyone and it doesn't help humanity. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I guess my nutshell version of that.
0: Yeah, no, I completely relate. And, you know, like I said, I come from a slightly different background, but I also, before the yoga was a part of who I am and what I was offering in the world, I was a dancer. And when you were just speaking about like getting like, you know, going through the trenches, mm-hmm. being a dancer in New York City is the trenches like there. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. And you have teachers in your face and screaming at you. I mean, it. if you want this, you have to like really want this. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I thought was that's how it always is for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when I went into yoga and I started to practice yoga, I was really attracted to the teachers who in, in yoga, we have this in Sanskrit, we have this word tapas. Mm -hmm. right? It's not the little bites in Spain, but it's actually to burn away the impurities. And so I was attracted to the teachers who are really taking us through burning away those impurities. What doesn't serve you so that you can be more on that spiritual path of, you know, towards enlightenment. I will never Mm -hmm. say that I was fully enlightened. I ever will be maybe, maybe in a different life. I don't know, but, but I never ever was given this, you know, This idea that, oh, if I practice yoga, everything will be easy and everything will be flowy and pretty and rainbows and butterflies. But I do feel as I've been going along this journey, especially the last like handful of years, I would even say around the pandemic, the spiritual communities, there's been this idea of if it's hard, oh, it's not in alignment. Ah. It's not in alignment. I'm not a match. So I'm not going to commit to anything. And it's been very wishy-washy. I was like, wait, what is, what is happening here? So it's almost a little bit of what you're saying, but from the other side of it, right? You're coming from this business side and people are looking for the shortcut. I'm coming from like that spiritual side and they're still looking for those shortcuts. And it's like, okay, people enough with the spiritual bypassing. And it is, it's using this word spirituality. It's giving it a bad name to a certain extent. And I think that you and I are having this discussion right now to reclaim that in some way, or maybe find a new word because you and mm-hmm. I love words. So I don't know. Do you do? we need to reclaim it or are we finding a new word together?
1: Um, I think it's finding a new path. Mm. There might be new words along that path. But I yeah. think the reality is, I think this is what I was saying earlier, before we hit record was the, the spiritual bypassing, the shortcutting, the, the fat, like, I feel like I hear both sides of it a lot because of the world that I walk in, which is both, right. This life alchemy and this business alchemy on the business side. I hear, right. Like guaranteed six figures in 60 days, like whatever (laughs) BS they're selling. And then I hear the, right. If it's hard, it's not in alignment. I hear that all the time. Right. I'm like no, ease is not about not being hard. Like mm-hmm. ease can still feel hard and crunchy. Mm-hmm. It 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 really can. Um, and yet there's there's this desire to to numb, mm-hmm. right? If I if I do yoga enough times, if I meditate enough times, if I if I spend my time, um doing these things and getting to a quieter, quote unquote quieter place, then it's all good. But really all we're doing is numbing ourselves out. I really, and I this is this is where I said earlier, it's like I I feel like this idea of, you know, the, the 1950s housewife who was drinking too much alcohol or, you know, taking too many, um, too much Valium to numb herself out just to get through the days. Yeah, That's what I feel like we're, so many people are doing by looking for those shortcuts. Like they just don't want to be in pain. They just mm-hmm. don't want to be bored. They just don't want to be lonely. They just don't, they just, right? It's like all of these things. Yeah. And so they're looking for the quick hit, mm-hmm. Right. And what I have found for myself and, and what I work with, with my clients on is the whole thing is a journey and a process. We're constantly, you know, you were just talking about maybe in this lifetime, maybe in another lifetime, you'll reach enlightenment. Sure. I do believe that. I believe if we are meant to walk that path, we will walk that path. And even reaching, to me, reaching enlightenment doesn't mean it's the end of the path. Right. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying I feel like there's a different path maybe, not just a different word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's another shift, right? It's this idea of we don't need to numb ourselves. We need to actually have the human experience and so many of us and it doesn't matter what part of our lives it shows up in so many of us want to cut away the human experience
0: mm-hmm.
1: to what end mm-hmm. that's what has never made sense to me i'm like but if if you cut that away what do you have left
0: mm-hmm.
1: right if you're bypassing all over the place what do you what are you experiencing
0: And I, you know, when we're planning out, we did a little planning meeting before this too. And we're talking about how we're going through the days in this experience that we're creating together. And what I really love what just to speak to what you said is we're cutting out the human experience, but what we're doing is we're bringing it back in and using the elements like grounding down into the earth, using water, using fire, using air as a way to come back to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can automate your whole business and use AI and, you know, get to those six or seven figures and do all of those things, but you lose touch with actually who you are and what you want to create in this world, right? You're just, everything's a template. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just like let me plug and play this, this, and this. And it's like, is this even, and I've, I've gone down those paths myself where I'm like, by following the shiny objects. And I'm like, wait, I don't even want to create that program or that type of business. So what does Phoebe want? What does Kim want? Like, yeah. what do we want to create? And that's what I love whenever I sit with you is we get to that human experience and we dig into it really quickly. Um, and I cannot wait to see what comes from when we bring together a whole group in person and tap into the energetic fields of mm. this location where we're in the mountains and we're in the hot springs and the waterfalls and the butterflies. I mean, just that in itself, uh yeah, there's definitely some alchemy there.
1: <laughs> yeah, some serious magic. And I and I will say that the 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 question that I that I ask myself, that I ask my clients all the time is why? Yeah right? Why, why this? Why now? Why me? Why you? Why Mexico? Why the butterflies? Why not? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, and that's the ease that I was talking about in terms of, as we've, as this has unfolded and unfurled in itself, the we're like well why mexico well clearly we know why like it, it came so easily well why mm-hmm. mexico because we're at the foot of the mountain to see the butterflies and we're talking about this amazing transformation but we don't we don't want to talk about the transformation in terms of the the trite way in which most people talk about butterflies we're really talking about that what happens in the chrysalis mm-hmm. And here's the cool thing: what's happening in the chrysalis doesn't stay in the chrysalis. Mm-hmm. It's not Vegas, friends. <laughs> we we get to bring that back, as you said earlier. We're bringing it back. Yeah. We're bringing our brilliance back. So so why why go on retreat with Phoebe and I? Why not?
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. I want to coin that: bring your brilliance back. Yeah. Yeah bring it back to your people.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh my goodness. I could sit and just, I mean, I'm going to for a week, almost five days. Well, you and I will have a little extra time on both sides of it. So we will have a week together and I could talk to you for, with you for that amount of time, I know, but I do want to, yeah, I want to start to wrap things up, but is there anything that I didn't touch on that you want to make sure we, we tap in on? I mean, I know there's a rabbit hole about the divine feminine but I don't know if we have time for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing that came, came two. up. I know part 2. Yeah, it's it we'll just we'll just leave a teaser here is in our conditioning in western society in North America. Um we have been fed this this idea that the divine feminine is the place of softness and ease and go with the flow and mm-hmm. just kind of be okay right and that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger it it partners with this idea of spiritual bypass nah i don't buy it Mm-hmm. Because you have, if we go to the goddesses, you have Kali. That's
0: mm-hmm. yes, what I was just thinking.
1: Mm, yeah. I wouldn't you want to mess with, with her. I would, No, don't meet her. I mean, she she was along my ride all of 2023. Let me <laughs> tell you. When your ride or die is Kali, you like there is some serious stuff happening that is, and it, then, if we just go to the the feminine body, if you're born with a uterus mm-hmm. and you give birth to a baby, yeah, if you don't think that takes power, yeah. so this idea that the divine feminine is not something we all need to tap into and that it's something that is wishy-washy flighty, um airy fairy. Take another look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do a little
0: mic drop there. Take another look. And why not Mexico? Come to Mexico with us. <laughs> ah, okay. So they're going to definitely come join us in Mexico. But If for some reason they cannot join us, Kim, how can people stay in touch with you?
1: Absolutely. So um, the best way is you can pop over to my website, which is kimromaine.com, K-I-M-R-O-M-A-I-N. It's like the lettuce, but without the E. (laughs) <laughs> to kimromaine.com. You can also find me on the socials at the Kim Romaine. Um, and, um, I'm out and about in the world. And so I would love to connect with people and, and continue the conversation.
0: Yes, we will definitely have all of those links in their show notes, as well as our link to the website for our, for our retreat, which is happening Oh my goodness, March 1st through the 6th, 2024, which is where we are right now. We just stepped into 2024 as we record this, which is very exciting. And um, yeah, we'll have the link there, the nomadcollective.org, upcoming retreats. And Kim, I can't wait to see you in almost two months from now. I know
1: night. it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. And if you can't make it, it's okay. I have a feeling Phoebe and I will do another one in the not too distant future.
0: Oh yeah. We're already, we're already planting some seeds. On yeah. The other, yeah. The other side of the pond. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's always such a pleasure to be able to sit with you and learn from you and co-create with you. So thank you again for you. You really got this going. Uh, a few months ago. So thank you for the invitation. And I'm really looking forward to being with you in person. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Phoebe, for all you do.
0: Thank you. Yeah. All right. So that was our beautiful time with Kim Romaine and you can follow her again. She gave you some ways to follow her. We'll have those links also in the show notes here. And if you had a good time with us, I'll just encourage you to come hang out with us in Mexico, March 1st through the 6th, where we will have our wings unfurled and really help you take flight into this new beautiful new year. So that's it for me here today. Have a beautiful day and we look forward to seeing you again here in the space in between very soon.